Hello everybody and welcome to episode 350 of the Ask the Coach show where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. I'm Jeff Plum and as always I'm joined by super coach Alois Rosario. Welcome Alois. Thank you Jeffrey and um, and I believe it's a happy new year is it for uh... It is a happy new year to all our Ping Skillers, the first Ask the Coach show for 2021. Indeed. Happy new year, guys. Hope it's a good one. Yes. What will this year bring, Alice? Well, if we had said this in the first show of last year, we wouldn't have had been close at all, would we? uh, No, no. What What an unbelievable year it was. Yeah. But onwards and upwards. Indeed. Yes. Um, so yeah, it is the new year, which is always exciting. You know, people often have, uh, resolutions at this time. Did you have any resolutions, Alloys? No, I'm not a big resolutions person, Jeff. I just, yeah, try to, uh, try to just keep going with things that I want to do. Just, what about just you? Nice and consistent. No, I don't think I really did have any resolutions this year. Yeah. Um, but I guess it is a good time to think about your table tennis and what you want to achieve and stuff, isn't it, in some ways? Yeah, it's it's often the start of a season, so uh, that yeah, that can be a good time to, to uh, rethink. Um, depends where you are in the world, of course. In Europe, you're probably in the middle of your season but um, or, or not playing at all. But, uh, but yes, uh, the, the new year can be a good time or a renewal. Um, start to think again about uh, what you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it is a time of, well, we've kind of gone past it, but, you know, Christmas, uh, traditionally a time of giving presents, and um, I got a present for Christmas, Alloys. Did you? Oh, It, it was a calendar, the Bad Dad Jokes 2021 calendar. It is apparently, as it says on the box, the best of the worst daily calendar. Well, here we go. Maybe finally we'll get something. <laughs> and this this is the joke on the cover of the, the box that it comes with. It says, what did the buffalo say to his son as he went off to college? Uh, I don't know. Bye, son. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. And then, but I mean, uh, then when you open it up, it's got the calendar. But before the calendar... It's got like a front sheet that you can tear off, and it says, "How do you know when dad jokes are bad? Mm-hmm. When they become apparent." <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Yes, it does. How? Apparent, apparent, apparent. When yeah. they become apparent. See, that joke has just become apparent to you. Apparent. Okay, not bad. <laughs> Not bad. I, I can see where you've been going wrong all this time. <laughs> when they become apparent. When they become apparent. But it, it, they don't be jokes don't become apparent anyway. So that that kind of double meaning doesn't work. And if you oh. were already a dad, you would already be a parent. I think that's silly. <laughs> I'm gonna go with my own jokes rather than these silly calendar ones. Okay. Oh, um, although you know what, it is actually the 26th. Of January as we're filming this, or filming, as we're recording this, Alloys. Yes. So, like, there's 26 jokes I haven't done. We almost need to have just a dedicated show to my jokes just to get on track with the calendar. 
Yeah, I'm actually busy that month. <laughs> maybe you can just do the show by yourself, um, Jeff. That yeah, might be good. Maybe. Or any well, volunteers out there to do uh, Jeff's joke show with him, um, please put your hand up. Yeah. Anyway, oh well. So, um, Alois, some people say I'm too vague, but you know how the saying goes. Straight from the calendar. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> go, go with the apparent joke. Oh, dear. And you know what? There's actually not 26 because the weekend, I'm just looking at the calendar now, the Saturday and Sunday all wrapped into one. Oh, right. So only six per week. Mm. Yeah. How does Moses make tea? He brews. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Jeff, remember you're saving all these for that special show. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Well, let's move on to uh, table tennis related stuff, Alloys. Oh, what happened yeah. on this week? On this week. Well, I've sort of extended it to, you know, on this month almost or wow. on, this, on these few days. And, you know, it sort of follows. We, we, in, in December, we were really struggling, weren't we, to find uh, an on this week you know, person, star. Mm, yes. Um, January, lots. lots. Wow. Yeah. So um, we've got uh, the great Shu Xin, mm. born on the 8th of January, 1990, making him um, old now, 31. Wow. Uh, and then the great Indian uh, current table tennis star, Satyan Nanasekaran, um, also born on the 8th of January, 1993, making him 28. Uh, then Fang Bo, famously runner-up uh, in a world championship. So yes. Born on, born on the 9th of January, 1992. Uh, Zhu Yu Ling, um, amazing uh, ta uh, table tennis star as well. Born on the 10th of January, 1995. Gu Yu Ting, born on the 14th of January, 1995. Chen Meng, 15th of January, 1994. And then um, Li Xiaojia, um, also from China, born on the 16th of January. So, you know, um, it's it's pretty incredible, really. Li Xiaojia, you know, Olympic gold medalist, uh, world championship singles gold medalist. Um, she also won two gold medals in teams in the Olympics. Um, one, two, three three world teams, four world teams, champions. <laughs> oh, they just keep going on and on. Um, yeah. So, you know, amazing, amazing players. And uh, it'd be interesting to just uh, total up the, the number of uh, Olympic gold medals, perhaps won by people born in January, as opposed to December. Mm, definitely. I reckon there might be... be, might be a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a difference, but yeah, there you go. Yeah. Lots and lots of uh, superstars of our game born in january so basically if you weren't born in january just give up now <laughs> <laughs> Unless, except if your name is marlong exactly <laughs> then you can do whatever you like exactly. uh, very good well that's interesting um did you know alice that the past present and future walk into a bar and it was tense This count is great. I have a lot of fun this show. Uh, um, anyway, yeah. um, 
Oh dear. Um, that's that's really interesting. Great work with on this month, and um, we should do some telling up of that. And we did have someone do some interesting stats previously, and we put it on a blog. So yeah. I'll put a link in if I find that into the show notes if you're interested in more in that relative age effect and just how um, pronounced it is. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, I reckon we should get on to some questions because we've got okay. some good, we've got some good ones. Ah, uh, yes, always good ones. Yeah. So um, first up is a question from Ardak who asked about how to receive short, low, spinny top spin serves. Now, these can be tricky, can't they? Because they're coming with topspin and they're coming low. And so Ardak feels like they're really low, so it's hard for him to flick it. And he feels like if he tries to do anything else, it just sits up and the, his opponent can just attack it easily. So do you have any tips um, on how to receive these short, low spinny and topspin serves? Yeah, so um, like any short serve, you've still got you know basically three options. You can um, push it long, flick it, or push it short. Now that short push is pretty difficult off the top spin serve because the ball's going to tend to pop up off your racket, especially if you've got any sort of tension in your hand, that ball's going to really um, pop up and fly high, um, which is what the server's really looking for. You know, they're looking for you to to try to push it, um, push it up a bit high and then make the third ball attack. I but, thought you could really only push like a backspin serve. How can no, you push a topspin serve? Yeah, even with a topspin. I mean, you know, what, what you need to do is you have, need to have a really vertical um, motion with your bat. So the bat's basically coming down on the ball. So, you know, it's not the traditional push where you're pushing forward on it on the ball. Um, the bat starts higher than the contact, finishes lower than the contact. You have a nice soft hand um, and come down on the ball. Because uh, what... the top going to kick it up off your bat, and so this is really kind of countering that. So can you think of it almost like a mini chop? Yeah, like a mini chop. But the other thing that's going to help you is if you actually put a little bit of side spin on the ball as well. So if you just come around the side of the ball, then the ball doesn't have as much forward momentum going back to your opponent, um, and it's easier to stop the ball on the table. So if you can add that little bit of side spin, come down on the ball, you know, just nice soft hand, you can push that. Um, but then you've always got those other options, you know, the long push, which is easier, Um off the top spin serve, and that can be effective as long as it's a, um, a you know fast long push and it and it uh, goes to a position that is difficult for your for the server, um, and then probably the the most common way is the flick. Now, you said that the the ball bounces really low. You're going to find that any serve, basically, when it bounces on your side, it's going to come up to a at least the height of the net um, on the after the bounce. Um, you know, if you think about it, after it's come over the net, um, it's still got to have a fair bit of um, um, height to the next bounce. So if as long as you find that really um, high point for yourself, that, that peak of the bounce after it bounces on your side, then are you going to give yourself a good chance to be able to flick that ball as well? So you may not want to flick it really hard and flat. You might want to add a little bit of topspin for a bit more safety, but it is possible to, to flick. So so really, in short, Ardak, 
you've still got the three options. You've got the long push, which is probably the easiest option. You've got the flick, which is uh, probably the most effective option. And you've also got the short push, which is um, the most difficult of the options, but it can be really effective if you get it right. Yeah, yeah good good advice there. And Ardak said that when he kind of he felt the flick was a bit hard, but so he said he just blocks it, which is almost like flicking it. But he said it, it was easy to attack. But I think sometimes if you're just blocking it and you place it really well, then that can still be difficult for your opponent, can't it? Yeah, it can. It can. And the as you say, the difference between the block and the flick um, isn't that much. You know, it, it's really then about just pushing your bat a bit more forward uh, with a bit more direction and purpose. Um, so you're adding a bit of speed to uh, to the ball as yeah. well. Um, we've got a yeah, we've got a tutorial on uh, receiving short topspin serves that will um, and it's a premium um, uh, tutorial, but I'll. We'll put a link on the show notes um, so that uh, if you're a premium member, you'll be able to jump on and uh, and see that. So uh, see that by going to um, pingskills.com. Awesome. Very good. All right. Thanks for the question, Ardak. All right. Now, Alois. Yes, Jeff. What did the shy pebble wish? What? What? Say, say that again. What did the shy pebble wish? A shy pebble. Um, I don't know, Jeff. That she was a little bolder. Uh, that's a good one. Coming to think of it, I, I might have to leave this show quite <laughs> early today. <laughs> um, now, this question is not about encouraging people to tell jokes, but encouraging people to join table tennis. So Jasper wants to know, um, how can I get more people to join table tennis? They've got like a, an event coming up and they want to know, yeah, what are some yeah. tips? Yeah. Um, so I think he was setting up um, like a little bit of a stall type thing um, for for some students. Um, I think the main thing is to just show them um, how simple the game is to play at a basic level. Um, you know, just get them, get them involved, um, get them to have, um, a lot of fun um, while hitting a table tennis ball, um, you know, then if people are really keen, you can start to show them, you know, things like spin and speed, etc. But I think initially, you know, just getting uh, their confidence or and getting them to feel like they could uh, be successful at the game is probably the first thing because everyone, everyone really wants to, um, wants to, you know, feel that, uh, that ability that they can play the game. Um, I think then, you know, then the other things to promote are just the, all the other benefits of the game, you know, the, the health benefits, um, you know, the social benefits um, as well. So, um, so you could really, um, really try and sell all of those great things about um, our great game of table tennis. Yeah. And it is a popular game really, isn't it? Like a lot of people have played it and, Generally, when I see just two people just want to have a like a hit for the first time or something, they they seem to enjoy it. Like it, it's fun just to hit the ball back and forth over the net. It's a good game. It's a good game, Jeff. It is, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, do you think it's like one other thing that people are amazed about sometimes is is like the spin. Like if you do a really spin spinny serve and it hits their bat and just flies off, they're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. But do you think that puts them 
off if you do that or is that like oh there's a lot more to this game i should learn more yeah i think i think it just really depends on the person um mm. you know some people you could do that too and they think oh gosh you know like especially if they don't have a lot of confidence in their own uh, physical abilities if you then do that they think oh well that's another game i can't play <laughs> yep but if you you know if if you get a more confident person or a really inquisitive person and someone that really likes a challenge, then that might be something that you would um, show them, you know, show them some spin and show them then what's possible at the next level um, of the game. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's a great question, isn't it? Because you see that, when you talk about table tennis, people are like, oh, yeah, I used to play or I've played that before and, I, I, you know, I really enjoy it. It is a good game. So it is – it does seem to be popular in that respect. But then in terms of actually people joining clubs or playing in tournaments, that seems to be quite low. Well, especially in Australia, I guess. If you're in China, completely different story. Yeah. Um, but if you're in Australia or America or something, it's not one of the popular sports, even though people do like it. So it's like how do you take that – from being something people like to being like something they consider like a real sport or like a real option they could do instead of football or cricket or um, yeah, yeah. baseball in the US. Yeah, I think um, I think that's uh, th- I th- well, it, that's a big question. I think um, you know, getting our clubs to be better um, at uh, being inclusive and inviting, and you know, having um, more um, opportunities. Um, as well, and we we touched on this in our um, podcast with Tom Lodziak last month um, mm-hmm. as well. You know, just it it's how do we get new players to feel comfortable in that club situation, um, and I think I think is is really important as well. Um, yeah. And you know, once once you get um, a bulk of people that are there doing a similar thing and in you know enjoying learning and playing then i think it becomes a lot easier to attract even more players yeah interesting and and i still think like um the the thing is that the popular sports have a huge advantage because like where i live if you want to join a tennis club there's one basically in every suburb around here if you want to join a football club there's one every suburb around here same with cricket uh basketball um, but if you want to join a table tennis club, there's not one that's really that convenient. Um, yes. So I don't think there's just enough clubs um, yeah. either. But maybe that's because there's not the demand. It's a, catch, yes. it's a chicken and egg situation, really. That's right. Yes. Yep. But um, yeah. yeah. But you're right. Um, at at a base level, this game. I mean, it's probably you know uh, one of the top two most popular games in the world. You know, behind football, as in. Um, uh, soccer soccer what we call soccer mm, don't call it soccer that's right <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um what word is always spelled wrong in the dictionary uh wrong <laughs> correct <laughs> so good so good all right uh now masab has got a question for you alice and he wants to know about the choice of backhand or forehand on the short game. So he, he's, saying, he's suggesting that there may be like a preferred side. Like if someone serves a pendulum serve, then the right-hander might prefer to return that with their forehand, especially the short serves. 
Um, is there is there any kind of uh, rules around, you know, if they do this, then return with the backhand. If they do this, return with the forehand. Um, yeah, it, this is this is a completely personal um, preference or feel for yourself. So the first thing to think about is, do you like the ball coming in towards your backhand or going away from your backhand? Now, you mean like uh, curving or? Curving. Yeah, that's right. Curving, curving. Um, in so like when they do a side spin serve. Yes, that's mm. right. Um, and then the same on the forehand side. Um, you know, do you like the ball curving away from your forehand or curving into your forehand? Do you feel more comfortable there? So that will help you to determine, you know, off a particular serve, which side you're going to utilise. Now, um, the other uh, the other key thing is, you know, firstly, which side, which side of um, forehand or backhand that you feel more comfortable with in general? You know, personally, I used to feel much more comfortable on the short ball with my forehand. So I used to chase the ball right across the table, even into my backhand side, uh, to use my forehand, um, you know, whether it was curving to my left or to my right. Um, a lot of players now, you, you can see, prefer the backhand because they use the backhand banana or the um, the side spin flick um, to, to return it. So they'll chase that ball right across on their forehand corner and use their, use their backhand as well. So, so it's really is a, a personal preference for yourself. Find for yourself, which one feels more comfortable for you. And it could be different depending on the type of side spin on the ball. Um, and then, you know, then don't be afraid to chase that ball across the table, uh, with either side. Um, as long as you're then ready to push out and back and into um, a ready position for that next ball. Yeah, interesting. Um, it is, yeah, it's fascinating that that how popular that reverse backhand flick has become. Mm-hmm. It's, um, so effective. It is. Um, yeah. Still um, difficult to difficult to do. Um, Alloys, how do you fix a cabbage? <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, I'm just laughing at the fact that how many jokes you're telling today. Um, I don't know, Jeff. How do you fix a cabbage with a cabbage patch? Oh, <laughs> I just got to get through to the, the to, to at least today's date. Yeah. And I, uh, you wouldn't let me. You wouldn't join the other show. It sounded like so. I think I just get him down. Anyway, right. Um, yesterday I went down to the paint store to get thinner. It didn't work. <laughs> All right. Next up is a question from Bob. And he, uh, he wants to he know. He hasn't got a joke, has he? <laughs> no, Bob doesn't have a joke. He's got a, a really good question. Yeah. He wants to know about um, smooth players. So what what um, are some players, even if they're old school, who play smooth and relaxed? Because he's trying to, you know, go the long distance in this game. So he wants to not have the stress on his body. And he's been watching some people lately. Um, and he says Samsonov is one that he likes to emulate. But do you have any other recommendations? Oh, you just cannot go past Samsonov. Um, <laughs> he, um, he just, he just uh, epitomizes um, smoothness to me. Um, you know, like he, he just seems to be able to, to read that ball so well, but his strokes um, 
and not violent in any way either too you know like his strokes don't look that explosive but he's still generating a whole heap of speed and spin um when he's playing and just you know just that it starts with that relaxed high toss serve that he does and how smooth that is so you know just the just the um the motion of the arm throwing the ball up the the motion of the racket coming through the ball and then he just lopes into position almost and um and gets uh and gets ready and then just sees that ball so early so um bob i just cannot go past samsonov for smoothness Mm, there you go and bob did have a little joke here because he said thanks and that is what i noticed about your strokes as well alloys What's the joke, Jeff? <laughs> no, no, that's very good from Bob. But it is kind of, it is important, isn't it? Like if you do want to, like it is a game you can play for a long time and and people can just get their shoulders tense or like people yeah. think maybe you don't get injured playing table tennis, but if you play a lot and you're tense and stuff, it can happen quite easily. Yeah, and I think the other thing is that, um, you know, just thinking about the amount of energy you expend during a match as well. You know, so if you're if you're really tight and tense in the shoulders, in the in the arm, in the legs, um, you're you're um, you're utilizing so much more energy during the day. Um, so you know, just starting to smooth that uh, smooth your strokes out can really help you. Um, firstly. Uh, with your endurance, but then also also with your enjoyment of the game, I think as well. You know, like if you if your body's feeling that tension all day, um, it's not a good feeling when you go home. Um, but if you feel feel relaxed and smooth, and you know the your arm and and body are flowing through the strokes, um, it just makes the game more enjoyable as well. Yeah. Excellent. So thanks for that question, Bob, and good to hear your thing about, uh, you know, playing uh, the long game. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Now, Alois, there are some exciting things that we've been uh, working on, like competition. Yeah, like, yeah and, and the tip of the week. We've been working on that as well. Yes, we have been working on the tip of the week, but before we do... Did you hear about the circus fire? <laughs> the what? The circus fire. No, I didn't. It was intense. Oh. <laughs> because it was a circus, you know. They, they circuses yeah. are intense. Yeah, I've got I've I've got a new tip of the week. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, my friend David lost his ID. Now we call him Dav. <laughs> uh, what is your tip of the week, actually? <laughs> that was good. That was actually good. <laughs> Hang on to that calendar. Um, uh, yeah, well, my tip of the week, and it might sound strange coming from me, but it's about choosing your racket. Oh. Now, yes, exactly. Oh, like, you know, we, we always... Um, encourage you to firstly think about your technique and think about uh, what you're doing, you know, um, on the table, you know, strokes, you know, the rest of rest of uh, your game. Um, but there is a place for choosing your racket. And um, as long as you get a racket that suits your game 
reasonably. So we we talk about you know so different levels of rackets. So there's a real beginner or there's a real clunky racket that you know is basically made of wood and and that hard pimply rubber that you can base or all those plastic rackets mm. that are just um totally useless for learning the game so you can throw those in the bin so if you're and if you're trying to learn to play your strokes correctly with one of those then it's important to be able to move on and get something um at a basic level that you can start to learn the game with you know with um with a bit of rubber and a bit of sponge um, to generate a bit of spin on the ball. Um, so that, so uh, that this is where, um, you know, your choice of equipment or your choice of racket does become important. Um, if you, if you're using one of those plastic things, get rid of it, move up to that, um, that first basic level. Then similarly at the opposite end, if you are a beginner and learning and you're using a really fast racket, um, you know, with Tenergy rubber and um, lots and lots of spin, it might feel great, but you're just not going to be able to learn to play the game properly because the ball's going to fly off too quickly. So it's about finding the racket that is suitable for you at your level. So either a beginner racket, uh, beginner meaning, you know, you're learning the strokes, um, which is um, a fairly slow wood with um, with a, a nice um, slow rubber on it that allows you to to uh, control and learn those strokes. Then at that next level, you can start to get a, a slightly faster racket. Um, the, you might go to a custom racket next uh, with um, still a reasonably slow type of rubber on it, um, you know, but a better quality rubber. On it that can uh, that can start to generate more spin, and then you can start to think about all right. Uh, once you're into the custom rackets, then you can start to think about slowly increasing the speed of the rubber that you're using, um, and then increasing the speed of the wood that you're using as well. So, so that choice is important to be able to make sure that you can uh, learn the game at uh, at the correct pace. Yeah, interesting, and I guess. Once you've kind of made that decision and found a bat for you, how do you know when it's time to sort of go to that next level or change up or yeah, yeah. yeah I always say if you if you're playing your strokes flat out, you know you're really swinging through hard, and you're still really consistent, you know, like almost too consistent, and you and you feel like you can't hit through um, players that you're playing against, you know, then it might be then it's probably time to to step up. And you know, find something a little bit faster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like too consistent. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All right. Good tip of the week. Thanks. Yeah, and and we can't. We have a video on that. I'll link in the show notes about choosing a bat. Yeah. Call it a bat or a racket. I always just call it a bat, but people tell me that's wrong. You can't call it a bat. Yeah. Yeah. Bat know. racket. Bat racket paddle. You know, you can call it whatever you like. I think officially, officially the term is racket. There you go. Yes. But, yeah, in Australia, I think pretty much most people just call it a bat. Yeah, indeed. Hmm. Interesting. Now, the other day I asked people what the division symbol means. Now they're divided. Nah. Nah, keep going. (laughs) I hear in Africa... They tried an experiment where they blessed the reins. It was a toto failure. Uh, <laughs> so you've got to be quite old to get that one, I think. 
because uh, of the song. Yes. Can yes. you sing it? Um, I can, yes, but I won't. <laughs> Probably best. Uh, what kind of tea is hard to swallow? Um, I don't know, Jeff. Reality. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Um, now, surely we... that's got to be close to twenty-six jokes yeah. by now. <laughs> it's getting close. Still a few to go, unfortunately. <laughs> we had some competitions in our last podcast. We had uh, the the famous Tom Lodziak on the show. He's written a book. And we had a competition where people had to um, answer a question about Tom to win a, a copy of his new book. Yeah, that's right. So we, you had to answer um, who was the uh, toughest player or best player that Tom has played against. And uh, the answer was Paul Drinkle. And uh, Tom told us the story of uh, getting 17 start and uh, losing 21-17. So, um, so he was a bit devastated, but um, yeah. So they're impressed so, at the same time. Absolutely, yes. Um, yeah. So we uh, we had the competition and uh, we had lots and lots of uh, entries, and we've chosen the winner, and the winner is Randy Yee. So congratulations, Randy Yee. Um, you are the winner of uh, of uh, one of Tom's books, um, Spin Tips and Tactics to Win at Table Tennis. Um, that he talked about in our last podcast. So um, so uh, if you haven't listened to that podcast, get onto it. If you haven't uh, got yourself a copy of the book, um, get onto it. Except for you, Randy, you're going to get one for free. Indeed, yes. Very, very cool. And also, in one of our, we introduced a new segment to the show at the end of last year, Alloys, the Who Am I segment. That's right, and uh, and their first winner, um, who guessed correctly, Jacques Secretin, uh, the famous French player, um, and the winner was Manuel Ali. So congratulations to Manuel. Um, you um, you win um, a free membership or a free online coaching session. So um, yeah, we'll uh, get on to you and uh, and uh, organise that. Um, and yeah. now, yeah, and we've also got um, a, a new competition for this uh, week, month, year, whatever it is. Yes, well, I guess it, the way it works, isn't it? We give a clue and people have time to guess. And if they guess correctly before next show, then we pick one of the people who guessed correctly randomly yep. as the winner. But if yes. no one guesses it, we give another clue and it will continue. Yes. Now, uh, our first one was yeah, we gave we gave you know a pretty big clue out, um, and uh, you know made it well look like relatively easy because a lot of people guessed correctly. They did. So this week's uh, clue is it's a bit more vague, so uh, so you'll have to really put your thinking caps on. But have a go at it because, like we said, if you get it right this week, then from the people that got it right, we will um, award a winner. But if no one gets it right, then you can update your answer next week. So it's not like um, yes, you, yeah. So have a go. Yeah. So you can yeah enter or enter or update your answer as uh, as often as you like. So this week's um, who am I is 
I have represented Germany at World Championships and Olympics. Oh, interesting. Mm. Good one. All right. So, yeah, get your entry in. Um, you just go to the Ping Seals website, click on your name, and there will be a drop-down menu that says competitions. Click on that and you'll see who am I, episode two, where you can put in your answer. Ah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah, I like that clue. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. This was inspired. I got for Chris, for a Chris Kringle gift, I got a Who Am I, just, you know, general one, and it was really interesting. And um, I actually played it over the holidays with people, and they loved it. So I think this table tennis version for, you know, the table tennis fanatics is going to be great. Excellent. All right. Let's see. Make sure you so, – um, and you um, to enter, you just got to go to the to pingskills.com um, and go to the competitions section. So, yeah, get onto it. Absolutely. Um, the other day I was driving down the road and a truck loaded with Vicks Vapor Rub overturned on the highway. Amazingly, there was no congestion for eight hours. <laughs> uh, knock, knock. Is it the 26th of January? <laughs> it's very close. Knock, knock. Who's there? Convex. Convex who? Convex go to prison. <laughs> it's not very good. Some of these jokes are like better when they're written down because the words, the, the things. Yeah, because it's not convex that go to prison. It's convicts, Jeff. So it's not even right. It's not even right. <laughs> not even right. Yeah. I am reading a horror story in Braille. Something bad is going to happen. I can feel it. <laughs> uh, this is getting quite long, isn't it? 20, to get to 26 is very difficult. Yeah, maybe you could save the other gems for our next show, Jeff. But, but yeah, but then, but then I've, I've got another week of jokes. <laughs> this calendar's putting a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> Clearly. I'll, all right, a couple more because then we've got some OMG facts and then we've got to wrap up the show because no okay. one's listening anyway. Yeah, okay, good idea. Yeah. Why was the baby jalapeno shivering? Uh, he was a know. little chilly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you remember when plastic surgery was a taboo subject? Now you mentioned Botox and nobody raises an eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, not bad. <laughs> I just swallowed a stack of Scrabble tiles by accident. My next poop could spell disaster. <laughs> Went to the zoo this morning and saw a la and saw a baguette in a cage. Yeah. Pretty sure it was bred in captivity. <laughs> All right, I think we're nearly there. Though. Just two more. Oh God! Did you hear about the giant that grew up? No, not grew up. Did you Did you hear about the giant that threw up? It's all over town. Uh, <laughs> does that mean there's only one left? Two more. Oh right. Why do Danish ships have barcodes on the side? Why? So when they dock, they can Scandinavian. <laughs> uh, Scandinavian. Scandinavian, yeah. yeah. All right, this is pretty. This is pretty profound, rather than a joke. Right. 
Without geometry, life is pointless. <laughs> That's great. Oh, we're up to date. Phew. Oh, thank God. Oh, thankfully. All right, yeah. That just leaves us with 20 more OMG facts to go and we are done. <laughs> <laughs> like people are loving this. Oh yeah, I can I can hear them now, Jeff. Uh, all right. These OMG facts are going to seem boring after my great jokes. Uh, Too many for this. We're going to have to cut some segments here. We're going to have to make like the tip of the week and on this week may have to go. All the questions. <laughs> because there's not enough time. That's right. But in OMG fact. Yeah. The ancient Celts were the first to ferment and distill grains into whiskey. They called it water of life. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And one more. Yeah. New parents will lose 400 to 750 hours of sleep in their baby's first year. <laughs> I believe that. Wow. That's a, that, that's a lot, isn't it? That is a lot. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, Jeff, just to finish off, I've actually got an OMG fact that's probably relevant. So, really? Yeah, yeah. So did you know that all the dimensions of a table tennis table, when you add up the numbers in the dimension, they equal 13. No so, way. Yep. So the length of a table tennis table is 2.74 metres. You add the 274, it's 13. The width is 1.525 metres. Yeah, add them up. Um, One, five, two, five, thirteen. Thirteen. The height is 0. 0.76 metres. Thirteen! The net is 15.25 centimetres. Thirteen! And the overhang of the net is 15.25 centimetres. My goodness. There you go. That's an easy way to remember the dimensions of a table tennis table. An easy way. They're, they're 13, so I think I think it's <laughs> yeah. the, the height is 8 and uh, 5. 8 and 5, that's right. 85, 85 metres high. <laughs> Real easy way to remember the dimensions. <laughs> uh, there you Maybe go. it's what? just a way to check someone's got the correct dimensions because if they had to yeah. 14, you're like, that's wrong. Wrong. Yeah, exactly. But good mm -hmm. OMG fact, huh? They always spell wrong in the dictionary. Um, <laughs> that is a really good OMG fact. It's relevant, uh, timely, helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you yeah. go. See? That's brilliant. Just like this show. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> the first uh, hour, right. the first hour and a half was all right, but after that. Oh dear. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you get your entry into the Who Am I competition. Remember, I have represented Germany at the World Championships and Olympics. Um, for your chance to win one hour of online coaching with Alloys or one month of PingSkills Premium Membership. So get those entries in. And, of course, make sure you visit PingSkills.com. All right. Well, thank you, Alloys, for your words of wisdom and your patience with all those oh. Well, yes, Jeff. For being thanks. entertained by my jokes. Thank you for getting over those 26 jokes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, until next time, enjoy your table tennis. Bye, everyone. See you. Bye.